What's up, guys? This is Jason Tulio and Steve Ventu, and welcome to the T2 Fight Project, where we talk about all things martial culture and combat sports. All right, so our guest for tonight is Dewey Sangalang, um, former fighter, um, business person, and participant, I guess, contestant for the Apprentice One Championship Edition. So, Jason, can you tell me something about him? Um, I first met Louis personally in 2018. He just um, I happened to be leading a class at Mike's gym that day, and he dropped in. And then um, through that, I got to know him. And then at the time, you know, I thought he was just another purple belt, but then I learned a lot more about him. Um, he has a very interesting backstory. Um, he's a cancer survivor. He's run a marathon in the North Pole. And then, um, as you mentioned, yeah, now he's um, going to be one of two Filipino contestants on one championship's The Apprentice. So um, it'd be interesting to get to talk to him, not just about the competition, but also all those other struggles that he went through. Yeah, that's great. Man. So yeah, looking forward to talking to him today. All right, so joining us for this episode is a cancer survivor, MMA fighter, multi-sport athlete, and contestant on One Championship's The Apprentice, Mr. Louis Sangalang. Louis, thank you for joining us. Hey, guys. Thanks for the invite. Glad to be here. Okay, no problem. And um, just to start things off, can you tell us a little bit about how you got started in martial arts? Oh, wow. Very interesting question. Um, the earliest that I can remember was, uh, I think I was... Grade five, yung dad ko kasi was in the mining industry and uh, may staff siya na, who apparently was a martial arts instructor. And uh, I think my dad thought it was a good idea for me and my brother to um, do a self-defense class with his staff. Ang um, tinuro niya ng time na yon was Arnis and um, a variation of uh, Taekwondo called Tangsudo. Well, at least that's how it was introduced to us. And uh, I think we did that for about five sessions. Because I was really into um, a lot of martial arts movies, mga kung fu movies, na pinapalud ng tate ko rin, na pinapalud actually namin. And eventually, when I moved to Manila, I uh, did Taekwondo in, I think, Film Village. Sobrang tagal na nito eh, under uh, Professor Pato before. And uh, I didn't stay long. Actually, when I got promoted to High Yellow in Taekwondo, I left. Tapos in high school naman, I took up Arnis and uh, eventually ended up in uh, university where I took up a uh, Filipino street fighting martial art called Sarian or Sariling Pamamaraan. And that's how I actually got very serious into, uh, into the sport. Of martial arts, kasi sinusubukan na namin yung mga techniques sa labas ng, ng gym. Okay. And then actually you transitioned to mixed martial arts. Um, what was it like during the early days of Philippine MMA? Oh, wow. Uh, it started when uh, me and my friends uh, were watching uh, UFC. So... Yung instructor namin, uh, he's a big fan of uh, UFC, and uh, he introduced us to the tapes. Ano pa nun eh? VHS. VHS pa nga ba? Yeah, I think it was VHS. The early days of the, of the UFC, of the UFC uh, 1994, 95. And I think yung 
ex-girlfriend ko before, yung dad niya was also a fan of UFC. Kasi ano yun eh, kapitan ng barko. Tapos nag-uwi din siya ng VHS tapes. Kasi may mga dala din siyang mga UFC tapes before. So we would watch uh, the UFC tapes, you know, um, usually after our training. Sa bahay nung, nung instructor namin. And, uh, you know, we would be trying out the moves. So ganun yung start or orientation ko sa... Uh, martial arts. Um, I also started uh, my jiu-jitsu journey uh, way back when uh, with that instructor under, um, I think it was uh, the Gracie Academy before. Tapos eventually, I transitioned to Gracie Baja, then uh, Pedro Sao, oh, sorry, um, Ribeiro, then um, went to Pedro Sauer afterwards. Um, I got my purple belt from Pedro Sauer, uh, but here I train or I cross-train with uh, KMA. So uh, in the Philippines, I, I represent KMA. And um, do you have so any I, fun? Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Medyo mahaba yung journey, you know. Um, the short of it was that I got into mixed martial arts as part of my recovery from cancer. So I got serious in that because um, I, I felt during the time that I recovered, it was something that I could really do and do well. So that's the story. Nun. Okay, so you mentioned there your bout with cancer. Now, obviously, that's a very big part of your story. Um, can you talk us through how did you feel when you got that diagnosis? I, I mean, uh, it's not easy, you know. Um, parang feeling mo gumunaw yung buong mundo mo kasi uh, it's basically uh, a sign or a signal that's uh, telling you na hey, you know you could die ganun lang kasi simple yun diba? it's not like an accident na now sometimes you don't you don't even know if it's going to happen right eto kasi when when it's um, announced to you by by your doctor when your doctor actually informs you what what type what type of cancer you have parang iniisip mo, teka, um, meron po ba akong time na mabuhay, right? So, devastating. The news was devastating, of course. And I was um, 20, 21 years old when I found out. Wow. And uh, when I found out, uh, kapapanganak lang nung ex ko. So, I had a newborn. Tapos, nung time na yon, I was graduating from university. Ang tagal ko kasi sa university, I stayed for a long time. So finally, I was graduating. Tapos meron na akong anak. And supposed to be exciting, right? But, you know, they go, oh, fuck. You know, I'm gonna die. So that's how I felt about it. Um, in terms of your mixed martial arts background, or did your mixed martial arts background help you in dealing with cancer? And if so, how? Uh, interesting question, uh, Stephen. Because... Yung martial arts kasi for me was, um, well, any sport for that matter, is a way for me to to get over my, uh, let's just say, emotional baggage. Uh, when I was growing up kasi nagkaroon ako ng mga issues with my, with my parents, uh, particularly because I felt that, you know, they didn't appreciate me as much. Uh, and, you know, ang, ang sports naging escape para sa akin. And I didn't realize at that time na, wow, may, baka mayroon akong skill set sa sports or mayroon akong talent sa sports. Kasi ever since I was a kid, I was always athletic. Uh, I did uh, tennis, swimming, football. 
basketball pero hindi ako malam basketball kasi hindi naman ako katangkaran eh. So, iniwa ko na yun, but I was always involved in a lot of sports. And uh, nung time na nagre-recover kasi ako, ang sabi ko sa sarili ko, uh, if I was going to uh, going into a sport, parang gusto ko rin ilabas yung init ng, ng katawan ko kasi I was so mad at the world, right? You know, when when you're afflicted with cancer, you don't really know why it happens to you. Eh. You know, you can say na, oh, okay, predisposed ako to, to have uh, cancer kasi yung family ko ganito or nagiinom ako or, you know, kumakain ako ng hindi magagandang food. Pero you don't really know it. Eh. Uh, there, there are cases, for example, people people smoking for their entire lives but never getting lung cancer. So until now, there is no definite reason kung bakit nagka-cancer isang tao. Um, the, the predictability is um, quite weird. So I guess to answer your question briefly, um, yes, it was a way for me to recover from my uh, from my disease. Pero you have to understand, because uh, once you get over the treatments, your katawan is so weak, and uh, it takes time for you to rehabilitate your your body more. So there are movements that you can't do. Um, particularly in my case, because I, uh, I had an operation. I have a about a nine-inch scar on my abdomen. So uh, my doctor was actually telling me, na, you know, you can't do a lot of strenuous activities. But I did. Three months after, I was lifting weights. I was running. I was doing a lot of stuff. And uh, you know, a friend of mine tells me, "I doctor should tell us what we can do, what we cannot do." So I decided to do what. You know what we, but he said we can't do, which was basically going to a lot of strenuous activities. Um, yeah, but it was a way for me to to kind of deal with it on an emotional level as well. No, hindi lang hindi lang basta ano eh, parang oh wow I have it, then okay na ako, then I'm just gonna do a lot of physical activities to get better. Um, cancer is, um, and you know uh, the reason I say this is because um, as someone who has had it. Um, Part of my advocacy is actually actually to share a lot of information about cancer. It's a it's a very complex uh, illness. It affects you not just physically, but also emotionally, psychologically, mentally. Medyo kakaiba yung disease, and uh, a lot of uh, people are not aware of that. In fact, uh, there are some organizations or groups that uh, help cancer patients on, on the emotional side lang. So meron ganun, ha? may mga specialized uh, support for cancer patients, and that really helps. So in my case, it was a way for me to, to deal with emotionally, uh, mentally, psychologically as well. Um, so you mentioned there that you've done a lot of, the, lot of other sports aside from martial arts. So I mentioned it before, but people might not know you're actually also a multi-sport um, athlete, how did you get involved with like triathlons and marathons and those things? Oh, wow. Good question. Um, so, uh, what happened was uh, I unofficially retired from martial arts in 2008 or 2007. I think it was 2007, and um, I went I went back into corporate life. Um, my dad, kasi. Uh, asked me if I could, you know, go back as a professional, as a career professional. And he asked me, because 
Pag pinapanood daw niya yung mga labang ko, parang feeling niya atakin siya sa puso. So I said, okay. And during that time, hindi pa kami okay nung, nung parents ko. Parang they, they couldn't understand why I was doing martial arts or mixed martial arts as a profession. And uh, basically, the, the, the issues I had from college, nagtuloy-tuloy lang siya, was never really resolved. But I dealt with with, with the emotional baggage through martial arts nga, so hindi masyadong, kumbaga wala na masyadong conflict. So I made a promise. Now, sabi ko, okay, I'll go, I'll go back into uh, the professional slash uh, corporate career. And I found myself um, gaining weight. I found myself, you know, uh, kind of partying again, sort of. And I didn't like it. Eh, kasi parang nawalan ako, ng, nawalan ako ng drive to be physically active. I did not balloon as much as I did in college kasi I, I ballooned from 130 to 180 pounds then lost it again. So in, in uh, corporate life, I, I think I got to 145, but that wasn't muscle. So that was just like fat and muscle. And I told myself na kung magtutuloy-tuloy ito, uh, it might be a slippery slope na hindi ko na mababa and uh, during that time, I had to work around my schedule. So, wala na. And wala nang physical activity for me. Until one day, uh, a friend of mine actually posted on Facebook that he was doing triathlon. So, it's very interesting. To, ah. So, right off the bat, parang tinignan ko yung picture niya, tinag-aralan ko. Then I went, online to study the sport. And um, that's how I that's how I roll it. When I had cancer before, um, I cried for a day, then the following day, I went online and researched as much as I can. Same thing I did in martial arts, I researched as, as much as I can. So I researched as much as I can about triathlon and realized that, oh wow, multi-sport din siya tulad ng MMA. MMA is a multi-sport, by the way. But multi-sport race kasi to eh in triathlon. And uh, I worked around my schedule, uh, around my corporate career. So before I'd go to work, I'd run 6 or 7 to 8 a.m. Then I'd go to work. And after I'd come from work, I would swim or, you know, I'd run again, whatever it is, right? So that fit my schedule really well. And that's when I said, now, okay, okay pala tong triathlon. Uh, I can properly schedule the workouts. So yun yung una. Second, as I started getting into the community, I realized the community uh, were uh, it was a community of high achievers, no, uh, businessmen, entrepreneur. I mean, uh, entrepreneurs, business slash businessmen, uh, executives, a lot of people, positive people in in the community. Because walakan mo kailang patunayan na you know kung mas magaling ka sa ibang tao, upakan mo yung Tao, right? Basically, you were competing with yourself and you were competing with others. But the triathlon community is such a positive community that you know they embrace everyone. May, com- may competition involved, but I would say it's competition versus combat sports. So, I mean, yeah, there's hype and whatever in you know, combat sports, but it's yung competition. Na niya. 
So that was the second thing that I really liked about it, and that's the reason why I went really into it was because of the community. So una yung yung fact that it was a it fit the schedule. Second it was a community, and third it was very scientific. So yung yung personality ko kasi I'm drawn to data. I'm drawn to data. I'm drawn to information. I like facts. And in triathlon, the numbers matter. Diba? Any race numbers matter. I mean, Jason, you're in the you're in the car industry, right? Yeah. It's in the racing. Uh, circuit, I mean, in the industry of racing, the, the millisecond scout. And that's the same thing. If you want to get faster, you have to build a better engine. And the engine is yourself. Eh? So yun yung, yun talaga yung isa pang nag-attract sa akin. Oh, wow. If I want to get faster, I have to do this. And uh, eventually, nung, nung medyo... I was so into triathlon, I decided to venture into the individual sports in triathlon, like cycling. So I would go like long distance riding or you know, mountain biking. Actually, I was mountain biking before um, triathlon. But it's yung discipline. Tapos I went into trail running also, which is like an um, offshoot of running. Diba? You run in the trails. Ibang discipline din yun kasi you have to deal with elevation, the terrain, etc. So, ang dami. Ang daming, daming kwento. I'm trying as much as I can. Thanks for answering as briefly as possible. Uh, please forgive me. Pero yeah, that's, uh, that's how it is. Yeah, no, that's fine. Um, Actually, so we'll get to it. But before joining The Apprentice, you actually tried out for one Warrior Series. So how did that come about considering you did triathlons and then you went back to MMA? Um, okay, so I took an early retirement in 2017, and uh, you know I wanted to to focus on on my business. So I, I launched a consulting firm. It's a small firm. It's an independent consulting firm, and uh, I also received an opportunity to teach in in a university. So tinanggap ko kasi part of uh, my dream, no, part of the things that I want to do, my bucket list is actually to teach. Uh, in university. So I, I got that, then um, left my work. And during that time na nagkasakit ako, uh, during the time na nag-resign ako, imagine, uh, I, I, I think the effective date of my resignation was June 12, whatever it was. And um, I actually had um, was hospitalized a week or two weeks before that. Tapos akala ko cancer scare so nangyari, uh, inopera na kulit and uh, they put it. Kasi um, the, the operation kasi that I, I had is called the hemicolectomy. And um, I, I'm sorry, uh, do you guys have an understanding of um, cancer surgeries? No. Okay, so, super. so it works this way. Um, let me just share with you. No? So it works this way. Um, colon cancer, specifically to colon cancer na, kasi I had, um, I had appendicial cancer. Pen, cancer of the appendix, which is considered part of the colon. So how they treat it is, is a, a such, no? Um, they will look at the area, assess it kung level or phase ng cancer mo. So may jukes one, jukes two, until I think jukes three or whatever it is. Basically, stage one, two, three, four. And ako nasa stage two ako eh. So ang um, recommendation was uh, bubuksan ako then they're going to take out part of the area where yung cancer mo uh, was found. So that's how they kind of isolate it, no? 
they isolate the I mean, that's how they treat it. So they isolate the area, remove the area, then depending on what cancer you have, you have to undergo additional treatments such as radiotherapy or chemotherapy. So I went through the whole uh, phase of that. Binuksan ako, and um, what they do kasi with your intestines, they pull it out. They pull them out, then they put it on the table, then they put, put it back in after taking out the part where they found your cancer. So ganun yun. So they did the same surgery sa akin, um, 2017. That's uh, about 16 years, 17 years after I had my first surgery. And um, I was so worried. No? I was so worried of, oh, fuck, what's happening? I mean, I have to go through the whole cycle again, right? So I decided ako na, okay, fine. Diba? Since I'm going to have to recover again, talaga ako martial arts. So I just basically repeated the whole cycle over again. So I'm going to get stronger and I'm going to do it through martial arts. But this time, pinagsabay ko martial arts and my endurance sports. So I, I, I call it endurance sports because I, yun nga, medyo mahaba na yung tinatakbo siya ko binabay ko. So pinagsabay ko yun as I was recovering and on my third month, uh, I was not able to compete. So third month coming out from the surgery, I decided to race again in triathlon, which I did. So ganun yung nangyaring story nun. Tapos as I was training for that, for longer races, I got a call from my uh, former boss, the CEO of um, AXA Philippines, uh, asking me uh, if I wanted to run. Actually, niya, hey, you want to do something crazy? So he was not, he was no longer with AXA, he was with a different insurance company called FWD. Hmm. I go, oh, what are you thinking of really? And then he said, you want to run a marathon in the North Pole? And I said, Okay, I just said okay. Let's do it. Actually, <laughs> um, uh, I, I actually auditioned for it, and there was a short list. And eventually, he told me, na, "Yeah, you're going to be running the North Pole the following year, early the following year." And I did, you know, I did my best to prepare for that. Kailan pumasok yung one championship? Pumasok siya. When I actually, um, when I was actually talking to my former boss about running the North Pole Marathon, so I got the news that you know there's a North Pole Marathon. He's considering me to run. That was the the months thereafter, as I was preparing for it. You know, you'll never know if you you get chosen, right? So, sabi ko siya, okay lang, I'll just train. In time na yon, I heard about uh, the one championship. One Warrior Series. Sorry, Rich Franklin's One Warrior Series tryouts. So I decided, okay, why not? Let's go. So you know, I just showed up uh, with uh, my good friend, si Coach Andrew Benibe, and the um, boxing coach, ko si, si Jason. So uh, we, we showed up, and that's how it happened, basically. I got an email, I think, a couple of weeks after that, um, but it wasn't for one warrior series. It was to fight in one championship mismo. So I didn't have to go through one warrior series, which was actually great news, right? Mm. Problema, pumirma na ako ng contract with FWD to run the North Pole Marathon. Mm. And, uh, you know, yung, yung time na natanggap ko yung email na yun, I actually thought about, okay, 
Huwag ko na kayo tuloy yung North Pole Marathon. Kasi this is like a dream come true for me, right? Mixed martial artist, back in the game, uh, fighting. But, you know, um, like I said, uh, we have to honor, sabi ko sa wife ko, you know, I have to honor, or we have to honor our commitments. Eh. It would not look good if I did the same thing to one, right? Na pumirma ako sa kanila, then I got another offer, then did, you know, just basically screwed them. That That's not a good sign, man. So I... I stuck to my guts and I decided to run the North Pole Marathon. And uh, sabi naman ni, ni Rich, uh, Rich Franklin, you know, let's talk when you get back or just get in touch with them and you come back. And when I did, unfortunately, tuloy-tuloy kasi yung engagement with the, with the North Pole Marathon, hindi ko na rin nasikasa yung one championship. And it goes both ways kasi there's so many fighters. Eh. So I think I missed the boat on that one. So that's the story of it. Again, ang haba ng kwento kasi ang daming details eh. Alright. Well, um, talk to us because uh, you shared the video on Instagram and Rich Franklin, really, former world champion, was saying he felt like he hasn't achieved anything when he heard your story. Um, um, so tell us what that was like to be, you know, to be assessed and get high praises from a guy like that. Because me personally, he's one of my favorite all-time fighters. So what was yeah. it like being assessed by Rich? Stephen knows this since high school pa. He's one of my yeah. favorite fighters. Yeah. I mean, uh, Rich Franklin is is a legend. Alam natin yan. I mean, ako, sinubaybayan ko yung career niyan eh. And the fact na, you know, he almost beat Anderson Silva is uh, something. I mean, iba yan, di ba? So, um, the funny thing was, I actually told Rich Franklin, that wasn't the first time I tried out for one championship. That was the second time. And he didn't remember the first time. The first time was actually in... Um, in a hotel in Pasay, and I was the last person to step into the in, into the room on the mats to try out. And uh, I found out kasi about the tryouts or the auditions like a day before, and I was not prepared for that. So I showed up, I didn't get it. So he didn't remember that. And uh, the, the funny thing is, I, I think, ako, I was, look, um, starstruck ako sa kanya. I'm starstruck by Rich Franklin. All the more, kasama pa si Brandon there. I mean, how, I mean, they're speechless. And the fact that they would assess you, okay, from my perspective, I think that it's a fair assessment. Uh, he, he said na, okay, may, may skills ako. But I think uh, also unfair because, you know, I always put, put um, a bit of, uh, I throw caution to the wind. But I think because of the fact that So I'm, I'm just putting it out there that maybe, maybe you thought it was good because, you know, coming from someone who has had cancer. But if I were any other person, I wouldn't know. Regardless, um, I'm happy with the things that he said. Um, syempre, nakakataba ng puso even after three years of, of, of being aired. Every time I, I hear that, natutuwa pa rin ako and, you know, personally um, speaking to him, you know, and uh, in fact, um, you'll see this very soon. Um, baka meron, meron pa kaming engagements ni, ni Rich eh. So, yun yung nakakatuwa dyan. You know, the, the, guy, the guy, first of all, compliments you. He also tells tells you the reality, you know, he told me I was older, 
for old. I'm not for his organization, but he did his part in, you know, trying to um, introduce me to one championship, the organization, and, and you know, things happen. And uh, that's something, right? When a world champion, like, gives you a compliment. I, 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 you know, Jason, you know, we've trained together. Yeah. I, I, I'm not a person who really thinks of recognition or, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. I, don't, I don't give a shit about that. I just go in, train, do my shit, then then go home. That's that's just who I am. But na katuwalang na na recognize nyo. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. I'm I'm trying to find the right words. Yeah. So I I'm here kissing explain emotion. I'm not very good with explaining how I feel with emotions. So, but but one thing is, um, of course, uh, it made me happy uh, that he remembered. Uh, who he was and you know even after running the North Pole Marathon he still remembered me so that's cool that's great so actually um, you may have missed like that opportunity with one but back in 2019 you actually fought again and won after after (laughs) let's say let's say a few years after a few years Uh, what made you decide to come back you know I've always loved um sports and i think one of the reasons why i'm let's just say successful in in my own right i guess uh is because of the fact that sports gave me something back and that is i would say it gave me my life back you know um and particularly with martial arts mixed martial arts per se and lucky ng pasasalamat ko with the people who've helped me and uh, the sport itself, you know, how it, it's changed who I am, I guess for the better. So I said to really go, okay, um, I left work, time to take care of my health. And in the process of taking care of my health, what can I I admittedly, I'm a person in a major extreme. And to be honest, uh, I am and I can be a difficult person because of the extreme personality that I have. So I have a tendency na I push myself to a certain degree or a certain level. And when I told myself, na, okay, uh, you know, I got sick before, kailangan ko alagaan rin sarili ko. Sabi ko, okay, magkumpit ulit kaya ka agad ako. I mean, um, it's the same mindset that I had before. So if I'm going to get better, I'm going to be in the best condition of my life. And what better way to do that than to put yourself in competition? So that's the first thing. The second reason is that I wanted to understand what the industry was like after you know being out of the industry for so long. And uh, it's both uh, a rude awakening and you know um, an enlightenment, I guess, to a certain degree. Na I went back as a fighter, because. Nakita ko na hindi pa masyadong nag-evolve yung yung mixed martial arts eh. When I say hindi pa nag-evolve, I mean there are a lot of great fighters. We have so many talented, skilled fighters. Period. But the number of events or opportunities na pwede nilang paglaruan very very limited eh. So that's the first thing. Second, not a lot of people are still educated. And when I say educated, educated in the sport itself 
and educated in the industry. And that is a huge, um, it, it's, very, it's very detrimental to the, to the sport. And why do I say that? So we participated in the very first professional mixed martial arts event in Palawan. And I have to say that it wasn't as successful in terms of viewership. Wala masyadong pumunta, hindi siya masyadong kinover. And what's the reason for that? Because uh, people don't know what it is. Eh? People in Palawan don't know what it is. They may know what UFC is, the UFC is. Some of them may know what one is, but nobody really knows what MMA is. And in fact, when we, when we went to the ground, minsan naril, naririg mo eh. Diba? Pag, pag lumalabang ka, naririg mo naman yung, yung ambient noise and... Uh, Nalilig ko na parang, oh, ba't nag-iaya ko pa sila? Nangyayari, di ba? Parang, oh, boring naman ito. They don't understand it. So, on the side of viewers, kulang ng education. On the side of sponsors and the side of, uh, let's just say, the infrastructure, halos wala. I mean, there, there's, I think that was the very first MMA gym uh, yung nag-sponsor ng event dun sa Palawan. But in Puerto Princesa, Tugu, and Nobody knew about it, right? So, ang, ang, sama, ang sama sa pakiramdam. But at the same time, it gives me hope that there's an opportunity to, to really do something about it. So to your question, bakit ako bumalik? First, as part of my recovery. And second, because I wanted to understand um, the landscape of mixed martial arts in the Philippines. And third, maybe, uh, probably to understand how I can help you know, in my capacity um, not as a fighter anymore, but as someone who who actually wants to help the industry in one way or another, whatever that that role is in the future, is going to be. Okay. And in terms of training for your comeback, did you endure any struggles after being out of the game for so long? Marami. Um, one, uh, well, I guess the first is... Um, yung number of training partners. You know, you're only as good as your competition, right? And uh, so it was a new team, so I was kind of adjusting. Uh, most of the people who, who I found to be my training partners, they're not full-time um, athletes. So mahirap yun. And considering kasi na ako, I, I left work and I was, um, I was an entrepreneur, so I had my own time. Major, I had the liberty of, of training every day. You don't get that with a lot of people nowadays. I mean, you have to make a living, right? And uh, martial arts or sports for that matter in the Philippines is not as developed. Ilan lang yung full-time na fighters dito. When I was fighting uh, before in 2005 to 2007, yun lang ang ginagawa ko. I was a full-time athlete. And there were a lot of people surrounding me during that time who were also full-time athletes until eventually, you know, started working, started going back to corporate. And in fact, I was one of the first who went back to corporate. So I found myself in that situation. Una-una, limited training partners. Karamihan tao gusto mong jiu-jitsu. Maraming ayaw mag-MMA kasi ayaw masuntok, ayaw masipa, ayaw manakaw. And that's also a misconception about uh, mixed martial arts. So lack of training partners. Second, um, my advanced age. So, sa akin, I found myself recovering. Well, not not as slowly as I thought it would be. Pero, I think it's the, the advanced age. So, I'm old. And second, it's because I haven't done it for so long. Nananibago yung katawan ko. 
the funny thing was I was able to cut really, really well. So I was walking around 140, 145, then I cut to 125. So okay lang. I mean, that was that was I think the best uh, thing that we did. And credits to uh, Coach Nong Laurio for for helping me prepare for that fight. Excellent coach, uh, super good. Another person also helped me out uh, is Coach Jerry Legaspi, of course, also from from KMA. So these guys got me in shape, and you know, uh, it it was difficult. Pero you know the funny thing about contact sports or combat sports and endurance sports. Sa combat sports kasi pag pagod ka na, pag bad trip ka, pwede mo pakan yung sparring partner or training partner mo. It's not a good mindset, by the way. Pero pag galit ka, pwede mo pakan yun eh. Pag endurance sport, tumatakbo ka ng, let's say, 21, 42 kilometers. Sino upakan mo? Wala, di ba? Pakan mo sarili mo. You refuse to swim in the ocean, you die. You refuse to bike, you die on the side of the road. So yun ang, yun ang nakikita kong difference niya. Pero it is what it is eh. You have to train. Otherwise, if you don't train, if you don't endure, ang uupak sa'yo, yung isang tao. Yun naman ang advantage yung endurance sports. Walang uupak sa'yo. You just die or you just faint the side of the road or in the ocean, right? So, so ganun lang siya. So, again, just to recap. So, first, uh, lack of training partners. Second, you know, my advanced age and the recovery times. Um, and I think the third and the most important thing is... Um, yung pinakamalaking challenge uh, for me was that as you grow older or you you tend to focus on different things, nag-iba din yung priorities mo. And I think that challenge is not limited to um, mixed martial artists or combat sports athletes, but athletes in general. Uh, it comes up to a point in time where in, let's say, nag-asawa, nag-pamilya, or you, know, you have um, additional expenses to take care of nagbabago yung priorities, right? So yung, yung gutom, yung, yung gigil to get back into the sport and win, minsan wala na doon eh. That can work to your advantage though. Kasi ako when I fought, hindi ako galit, but I had the, the clearest mindset. I could, I could literally um, see what he was doing and you know, I, I wasn't, hindi ako gigil, hindi ako galit. But at the same time, yung, yung fire, parang feeling ko wasn't really there. Parang I, I knew I was getting into the sport because I wanted to, but I wanted to help at a different level. And I was trying to get into it uh, by understanding what, what it's like on the ground. So uh, I hope you understand what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. It's like saying na manager ka na, pero para maintindihan mo yung ginagawa ng staff mo, ikaw yung pupunta doon at that level and do the tactical stuff that he's doing instead of the strategic stuff that you're supposed to do. So... So, um, you talk about there how you wanted to be on the ground, you wanted to learn a bit more about the MMA industry in the Philippines today. Does that mean your last fight was a one-and-done deal? No more now? Um, great question. Uh, I'm not closing any doors. Um, you know, the thing about me is I always try to explore every opportunity that's in front of me. And I think everyone should do that because... Mahirap na, you know, if, if it's something illegal or bad, of course, you know, immediately say no. But if it's something that will um, progress or, you know, will, will let you, you know, further something that you've always wanted to do, 
uh, progress your career or your skill sets or whatever it is, then go do it. And, and in this case, if I have to fight to bring awareness into something that I want to do, uh, whatever shape or form that is in the martial arts industry, then I'm going to do it. Especially with one championship because I've never fought internationally yet. So, you know, if it's, if it's one championship, they offer me a fight, a sign right away. Okay. So um, actually, so let's say before you fight in 1FC, um, you, what made you decide to try out for The Apprentice? <laughs> okay. Um, so I'm a extreme name personality. I'm, I'm driven by challenges. So the things that I've done, um, I think unconsciously was because of the fact that parang, I saw something that I thought, no, I'm going to do And uh, with the Apprentice One Championship Edition, that ambition did not start actually with that edition of the Apprentice. It started a few years back or a long time ago with the very first Apprentice Asia. Unfortunately, when I found out about Apprentice Asia, you know, I was late to the ball, to the game. The auditions were already over. And uh, the second reason also that I think um, I, I knew about the deadline, eh, but I, I missed it. And the reason why I think it slipped my mind was because of the fact that it was an industry that I knew nothing about. It was the airline, it was hospitality. So I said, you know, how, how will I do well in that industry? I'd, I'd probably lose on the very first challenge. So, hindi ko na sinubuwan. Eh, itong Apprentice One Championship Edition was perfect. You know, it's about mixed martial arts. It's um, one, of the, one of the biggest um, sports organizations in the world. Sabi ko, this is something that is definitely a challenge, not just for me, but for everyone, di ba? So sabi ko, I, I think I know a little about business and management. So subukan ko na lang. And uh, I wasn't really expecting anything to happen, to be honest, kasi ang dami nag-apply. And uh, nagulat ako. Uh, I was, wow, I was really shocked when I found out na napili ako. So uh, yeah, that's, that's how it happened, man. There were three interviews and the last, I think the last interview was Chattery. Mm. And so, oh, Okay, so what ano, ano Was he going to fire me before I got in? He said, you got in. And that was it. Mm-hmm. So was there, sir, um, when you got there, was there a level of pride involved being one of two Pinoy contestants on the show? <laughs> I'm always uh, proud of being a Filipino. This flag... Is the flag that I brought to the North Pole with me. So nakarating na ng North Pole to. Literally the North Pole. And I think to a certain degree, the reason that I'm proud to say that I'm Filipino is because I don't want to represent any other region or, or local in the Philippines. I don't want to say I'm, I'm Visaya or Ilocano because I'm, I'm almost a combination of almost every major uh, region. I was born in Baguio. My mom's from Pangasinan. My dad grew up in Bulacan. My relatives in Batangas and Pampanga. 
all my uh, siblings are born in Cebu. So what does that make me, right? So yes, I'm proud to be Filipino. But at the same time, yung pride na yon na dinadala ko, I always caution people in terms of representing another region. Kasi when you, when you see na, okay, ah, Bisaya ako, Ilocano ako, parang nadadilute it. And yung regionalism na yan, you know, it transcends several things. Eh? Not just, not just you know, uh, politics, even sports, even so a lot of things. So the short answer is yes. The the reason why I I I, I you know I rant about these things is because I'm, I'm very very passionate about representing the Philippines, and uh, ayoko lang na merong may misinterpretation, right? Na oh, kasi galing dito galing yan. So so that's it. Uh, so actually. Next question would be like, one championship is about um, the martial spirit. So how do you yours how did you use yours during the competition? Uh, guys, so that's something you have to um, you have to find out. So stay <laughs> tuned for the episodes of the apprentice one championship edition. Um, one thing that I would say um Siguro that I represented well when I was there was yung Yung honor. I tried as much as I can to be honorable in the business challenges and the physical tasks. Of course, um, I'm not perfect. I make a lot of mistakes. I made a lot of mistakes. Uh, but one thing's for sure, since daladala ko yung bandila natin, ayaw mapaya yung Pilipinas. And um, yeah, I think that I, I really fought all the business challenges and the physical tasks with honor. I would say that. Now, of course, as you yeah. mentioned, yeah. Sorry. as you mentioned, we have to tune in to find out what happens. But um, what can viewers expect from The Apprentice? Uh, expect whatever it is that you are expecting and aren't expecting. So there's a lot of conflict. Definitely, maraming drama. Because you know, it's a, it's a, it's a business competition first and foremost. So, yung mga tao, yung know, tatagisan ng galeng, talino, di ba? So, lahat kami pabibo because we want we want the attention. We want Shatley's attention on us to choose us, so that you know um, he would say na you know. You're going to be my protege. And uh, so that's the first thing. Everyone is wanting to be his protege. So everybody is really trying to grab Chatri's attention and approval. Um, and because of that, there's a lot of drama. The second is that um, it's not your grandfather's apprentice. It's not the apprentice of old there's a lot of physicality in this competition, and that's the reason why there, there are a lot of professional athletes and coaches on board. So there's George St. Pierre, and Jensi Henzo Gracie, and Jensi Brandon Vera, and Jensi Mighty Mousey Angela Lee, and um, so much more. Um, you know, uh, the, the most 
interesting thing about it is that hindi lang kami tinest mentally but also physically and and that's something new in in the apprentice format i've never seen that before so that's the second thing na abangan niyo iba yung format and i think the third thing that um, you'd have to expect or anticipate rather is that there are a lot of great ideas that came about because of of the competition you know um it it allowed us to be really creative especially given the the trying times diba we have a pandemic and all so iba yung labanan ngayon very very creative very competitive and uh ako you know i'm 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 just really grateful na nakapasok sa competition and i you know i'm i'm in the competition to experience all these things i mean first name basis with ceos getting guidance from ceos working with you know um uh, with multinationals and you know people from from different walks of life with different business acumen skill sets and, and attitudes ibang ibang level ang um, experience ato to be honest i'm so uh, so so grateful for the for the experience okay so uh louis thank you so much again for joining us any final words for the listeners So I'd like to invite all our listeners uh, and viewers, please watch the Apprentice One Championship Edition coming out on the second week of March. And um, I hope you guys can support me and Lara on the show. Thank you so much for inviting me, Jason and Stephen, on your show. More power to your show. And uh, I'll see you guys very soon. Thank you. Thank you so much.